0: listeners and welcome to yet another episode of edgeguard podcast a podcast where we take a closer look at games on the fringe my name is Jordan I am one of your two co-hosts I'm joined uh, as always uh, by Blake my hey. co-host and good friend I'm also here to talk about video games blast flock yes Blake is with me here today to talk about a game by the name of blast flock a very appropriate descriptive title for what this game is um, it's by uh, Remy uh, Devoe or Deva Devau maybe. Uh, my French is not as good as it could be. Um, also known as Travasol Dog on itch uh, and also um, Twitter. Uh, and this game is about. It's basically like a kind of you know bullet hell plane game. <laughs> you know, classic uh, top down point of view. I mean, it's definitely a plane, not a bullet. A you must be careful invoking bullet hell jordan okay well there's a lot of bullets and it feels like hell it is it is hellish in the number of bullets however (laughs) i don't think it quite classifies as bullet hell because i think bullet hell kind of like specifically connotes like bullet patterns that you're dodging around Um, okay sure and also usually that's true i should say it is uh it visually reminds me a little bit of kind of like you know those classic playing there are there are one bazillion a bazillion on the bullets. Yeah. But the main sort of innovation of this game is that rather than controlling one or two or three planes, you control this huge like swarm, a flock of planes, if you will. Mm. Uh, and then you kind of um, you can. So they kind of have like a a, a like um, school of fish or flock of birds way of moving around. They follow your cursor, uh, and then you can they kind of like like drift around throughout the map. And mm-hmm. then you, uh, as you shoot the enemy planes, they'll turn into these like uh, destroyed planes. They're kind of like flying down, and if you uh, you run into the destroyed planes, you can add them to your flock. Uh, and so the Before goal they is to explode. They will explode. Yeah, there's eventually. some timer, like five to eight seconds. Yeah. Also, if that, you shoot them range. again, they'll blow up. If you shoot them again, they'll blow up. Um, I do have thoughts about that. I want to talk about that in a bit, but just the yeah. so sort of just to give you a feel for the game it's basically about controlling a big swarm of planes shooting other big swarms of planes and trying to add them to your swarm yeah. in order to stay alive. Uh, cause you don't die unless you lose uh, literally every one of your planes. So mm-hmm. as long as you have one, you're still in it and you just want to, you raise your score just by killing other planes. So it's kind of like, it's not quite survival cause you have to be actually shooting other planes, but it's just like arcade go as high, a high score as you can. Sure. So that's the, that's the gist of it. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely <laughs> a very different take on a bullet based flying game. Mm. Uh, this sort of, you know, it's, I feel like it's the classic uh, in uh, itchio indie games in that it's like uh, take two genres that don't seem to match. And mush huh. them together and see what happens. Sure, uh, I feel like we, we we encounter a lot of games that have uh, something like that. Probably because also we play a lot of game jam games, and that's sort of like a classic sure uh, move to do in a game jam. Although I don't think this one is a game jam game, or mm, if it, it is, it might have been. If it was, it definitely seems like the expanded version of a game jam game. Yeah, yeah, it's a little more polished than. Also, I don't jam. think we realized this when we picked it, but this game is uh, came out about three years ago. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we did not realize that. <laughs> but, so not. I'm I'm yeah. kind of glad we played it. I guess uh, it's my, retro. The game is yeah, retro. There you go. <laughs> um, I do want to briefly sort of talk about the fact that uh, I played this game for like five minutes and bounced off it real hard. Uh, <laughs> and then Jordan was like, hey, man. I don't think you're giving it enough credit. And I was like, you're wrong. And then I played it for more time and I was like, Jordan's still wrong. I don't like this game. And then uh, eventually I kind of figured it out uh, and I, I did end up having fun with the game, but I, there, I did have some pretty big frustrations that if not for this podcast, I might've just stopped playing the game. Uh yeah, so we I can think, we can get into that. I do those. think they're interesting though. The I think this is another reason why I describe this game as kind of like an experiment in combining two mechanics. Mm. It's because I kind of feel like there are there's some um, some things that it's almost like uh couldn't be, you know, there are are not even like design or development problems, but just kind of like premise problems. And so uh, I like I, I like admire the the you know, Attempt. following the premise premise through all the way, I think it's really it's an interesting thing to sort of explore. Mm. Uh, but I think the the reasons why the premise runs into obstacles are themselves interesting. Are so. inherent to the premise, maybe also. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And gotcha. it's interesting why that is. Um, I right. mean, I guess so. Maybe well, let's just start with what what was the made you bounce off. So what? Uh, I mean, the first thing to maybe say is like, um, you know, a tutorial would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh i i mean it does tell you on the itch page that you're trying to save the planes you destroy but it took me probably two or three play uh mm. rounds before i was like does my flock ever get bigger yeah <laughs> yeah for um, me uh the biggest thing was just that like visually i found it extremely noisy and hard to tell what was going on yeah um, uh i i I don't know if it has to do with like the choice of colors. It should be noted that I am red green colorblind, so that oh, may have been. yeah, it's yellow pink. That could be a little. That bit may have been playing part a part in me having trouble, but I was just like, I can't tell where my ships are. I also found it kind of frustrating, and maybe this will tie into what you were talking about uh, with sort of the inherent uh, baggage of trying to build a game like this. I found it really frustrating, like trying to capture like trying to capture other ships uh when mm-hmm. you don't have direct control over so the way the way that works is that yeah uh it's like if one of your ships or planes rather touches one of the planes that's falling then you sort of like capture it mm-hmm. uh but the problem I was having is that I'm like flying past them. I'm doing I'm doing as much uh, to my knowledge as I could to capture them by like yeah, flying uh, mm-hmm. you know across them with my ships and it was just like kind of uh, felt like sort of chance uh, whether or not one of my ships yeah. would be in the exact position to clip it. Yes. Um, I think I think later on I sort of you, you kind of figure out that if you just like slow down a little bit um, and or and, and even kind of like maybe swirl around in an area that's a more effective way to capture ships and also mm-hmm. that problem goes away the more ships you have just because the exactly. likelihood that yes. there's going to be a ship there. Uh, but getting st- I found I find uh found and I kind of still find even after I've come to enjoy the game. I find like the first minute or two to be kind of frustrating because I feel like you lose as many ships as you gain just because oh really in my in my experience I had a hard time building up ships basically until once the big planes come out once I get one of those big planes uh I feel like after that point I can kind of start to pick up yeah momentum oh, maybe a little that's one bit of more thing to just point out to people who haven't played the game so the the planes in your flock there's like these little ones and the big ones and the big ones i don't they seem to shoot faster maybe i'm not actually sure what they take more they can take two or three hits i think oh okay that makes sense too and they they're they actually i think they're less maneuverable so they kind of follow more lazily Mm -hmm. um so that can kind of be interesting especially when you're using like the boost feature i don't think we've mentioned but you can also do like a speed boost Um, Yeah, hugely important yeah. I'm well so this is actually very intriguing to me that you say that uh that the first two minutes are hardest for you because I found that the well I would not say the first I wouldn't two minutes say I wouldn't the, say they're hardest I would say hardest, they were the most the, like stagnant like the stagnant. amount it didn't feel like I am progressing it just felt like I'm kind of like really because I felt like you lose a few ships I felt that before the pink uh the background goes pink Mm -hmm. I just never or was the only part of the game where I did feel like I was progressing. And I think probably Mm. the first two minutes was not the most progressing part of that. But Mm. I definitely felt that the beginning part of the game was when I could when the sort of mechanics of the game felt like they were most in play in the sense of like it really felt like the game loop was like, uh, you know, like loop around the group of planes so they kind of all group together bunch together shoot, yeah shoot them all then fly under them and collect their collect their their carcasses uh-huh. uh and that that was when it most felt like that which seems almost like the present premise of the game was most uh doable mm. um and i even felt like at the very beginning i could uh it was manageable to the point that i could shoot even an in individual plane and go mm-hmm. go get it um I definitely feel like that's the case i just felt like um like you can shoot an individual plane and go pick that one up i felt like when dealing with groups i think maybe it's the fact that like visually everything was hard to keep track of for me so when mm-hmm. you don't have a giant massive plane it's like hard to tell which planes yes. are mine and which are the others so then i end up doing the thing where you like the, basically the thing that ended up for me being like the number one don't do that Uh, Is flying uh, like flying your group of planes through the enemy group of planes because you're just gonna crash into other and lose. Like there were times where you just, I mean, there were times where I lost like my whole flock doing that. Yeah, hundred percent. And yeah, it's just like um. So I did some experiments. I don't actually think literally crashing kills you, but it's effectively crashing because they'll just shoot shoot and and you'll hit the balls right in front of you. So um, but um, yeah, I definitely agree that uh, the the kind of um. You know, you need a a critical mass of ships to really be able to do things, um, and that you know, if you don't have that critical mass, then it's kind of, I don't know, it's just very difficult to to manage the game space at all. Yeah. Um. So that's something I want to get into a little bit more. But first, I did I did want to just take a moment to sort of say what I did like about this game. Mm-hmm. Um. And I I just I did just think there was something cool about uh the flock mechanics i think that mm. it's just an intrinsically fun-ish mechanic uh maybe this is just a personal taste because i also really like that zombie game we played for the same reason or sure. uh, i just think i just find it very uh it um it almost just like the like uh, swarm dynamics are just cool to watch in general like for the same almost like just the same reason it's fun to watch a flock of birds fly around and like loop in on themselves and stuff mm-hmm. uh i just think it is it is cool and then there you know i'd say at the late early game like the the end point of the when the sky is still blue mm-hmm. uh was what felt the most fun for me because yeah. I, th- I thought you could get you have when you have a good mass of planes but there's not still so many planes that you're yeah, get, just getting totally. It feels like you can kind of control the situation a little control, bit more. You like, really feels like you control the situation. Like I, I started developing slightly more complicated strategies. The main one I would employ is, you know, fly away from planes so that the big they'll kind of gradually naturally um, group up and then mm. once they've grouped up you swirl around them shoot them from behind and go yeah. underneath to yep. get the get the other planes and that just you know it feels like you're almost like a like a, a pod of killer whales or something that's like sure you're like like swarming the uh-huh. the, the prey into a position then sneaking up behind them and yeah uh, yeah i or just like found a that shark like shark hunting of, a school of fish or something exactly, you like trying to get exactly, them to bunch like you're, together you're, and then you're bunching them together i yeah. thought that that was really cool and it felt um, Semi emergent, just in the sense that it like kind of naturally flows, flows, haha, flows uh, from yeah. the uh, <laughs> from the logic of the game. Um, so yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I, I I do definitely agree that that sort of space where you're at. We haven't talked about the danger level yet, but it starts at zero, and the more planes you uh, shoot, the more planes spawn at a time, and that sort of mm-hmm. is indicated as like the danger level. Um, and once you get to uh, danger level 50, then the, uh, the sky turn goes from blue to pink uh, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like the next tick up. And I do agree that kind of like 20% to 50% is the part is the, of the game the that is the zone. most fun, yeah. fun for me. It's just like, it's the most manageable of where like mm-hmm. you're, you're losing ships, but you like, you can, like you said, you can kind of like get into that flow state and sort of control the, yeah. uh, the space a little bit more. Um, it is it is a matter of almost like being able to just you know that there's just enough to both mentally and physically process because it's like sure because you can you can almost like you start like thinking almost like a like a ruthless general or something it's like okay (laughs) i can lose two ships but i'll gain five or something sure um uh, past that point i found that it just if Felt like there was just too much variance to really be making those calculations at all. It's like I'm going to try to go get these ships. I don't know if it's going to work. Yeah, and also there are just so many planes on like on the field that there's not there's not the thing you can do where you can like, all right, I'm going to fly around these guys, then get to this area where it's safe before I like come in for my attack. It's just like there's nowhere that is safe. um yeah, yeah, and I, I do think that this game like. Uh, you know for my personal taste it could uh stand a little tweaking to like sort of keep that uh that stay in that zone a little bit more as long as possible yeah yeah but i also but i do think that like the chaos is part of the part of the thing which is something i also wanted to get to which is that like uh i hate bullet hell games because they are (laughs) they are utterly overwhelming to me like i just it's just something that I've accepted is not for me because I just like see that like amount of visual information on the screen. is just like totally overwhelming. And I just don't know what to do. Uh, so I think that's another yeah. reason why I struggled with this game. It's just that I'm like, what? yeah, you just um, felt like the clockwork orange guy with your eyes peeled back and the, the I images. have not seen the movie. So well, I haven't either. I just know that that famous scene, but <laughs> Oh, I, I don't know that one. Um, I, I, so I did, I do want to get into something really quick, which is that this game to me, uh, pretty clearly takes inspiration from a game called Luftrousers. Did you play Luftrousers? I don't think so. I'm going to send you the steam page for Luftrousers. Uh, you should click on it and look at like the screenshots and video because it's, uh, the like visual design of the ships and projectiles is like extremely, Luft and also just like the way mm. the planes move. Um, so in Luft rousers, you're controlling a single plane, oh. uh, but it has a very similar thing of like, you can either be shooting or boosting. Um, and I think you get back your health while you're not doing either. Um, or something. So it has a similar thing of like move fast, move slower, shoot. Uh, and while you're not doing those things, you get something out of it. Mm. Uh, and it's also like an arcade based game. I I, I, coming in, I was like, oh man, this game looks like it might be Jack and Luftrauser style pretty hard. I do think that like gameplay wise, they play pretty differently Uh, Mm. and I do think that part of the reason I was struggling at first is I was like kind of trying to play it as like Luftrausers where a lot of the times uh, you kind of like get the swarm behind you and you can kind of like dive bomb through them because you're only one ship Uh, and like You know get behind them and like turn around and shoot the thing about Luftrousers is you can't shoot and boost at the same time it's and the boost isn't just a boost it's like propulsion so while you aren't doing that you just don't move forward you just kind of fall out of the sky uh slowly uh anyway um i do think that like some of my impulses were like uh try to mimic that gameplay yeah Yeah, i totally think it is um yeah, I, I totally can see this as an inspiration, but the 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 swarm mechanic just completely, yeah. you know, upends the the sort of like strategies and the gameplay of that because that yeah, one for sure. just based on your description and the images, I have seen images of this uh loop houses yeah. before. But mm-hmm. it seems like the the sort of main um, you know, feeling it's going for is like you, you know, one against everyone, right? You are sure. the you can master it right like it's i'm the i'm the best pilot and i'm gonna you know i can fly through this swarm of planes and destroy all of them and not take any damage this one it's like there is no there is no player just mechanically that could ever you know not be taking losses it is it is really about like being overwhelmed and not being able to control everything but Mm -hmm. trying to you know maximize your odds anyways yeah. Yeah. Uh, so absolutely. That, that feels very different. Um, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um but it, the, okay. you're, you're mentioning the sort of like, um, you know, uh, constraint of only being able to shoot or boost at the same time, uh, is, does sort of get me to something I want to talk about with this game and is, um, that, uh, although you can't, so you can shoot and boost in this game at the same time, but it is still, tr- it does still try to introduce some of those like mechanical trade-offs. Mm. Uh, the biggest one being that it's basically impossible to, uh, recover ships while you're shooting because well, it literally is impossible because the game says you can't pick up ships while you're shooting. Uh, yeah. It wasn't clear to me if it meant like your planes will not do it while shooting or if it just means like practically, yeah, you'll shoot them and they'll I, be destroyed. I think, I think it's both. Um, oh, okay. But, uh, but, well anyways, anyway, so yeah, so you have to be, you have to take a break from shooting in order to recover. Um, But that gets to the the sort of uh, what I was talking about earlier that I think this this premise almost just itself has a couple couple contradictions and I think Mm. they are twofold. Okay. so (laughs) the first contradiction is uh, that um, the the game wants you to be doing two things at the same time, but you can't. It wants you to be destroying the enemy planes and he wants to be recovering planes. So, Mm -hmm. you know, nothing wrong with a trade off in general. But I think that by virtue of how big the swarms get, uh, it makes it so you just can't. um, There's not a lot you can do, because if the swarm is big enough, when you swoop through to shoot them, you inevitably, you know, most likely will not get them all. You will kill most of them or many of them, but not all of them. And sure. so, then in order to try to go recover, you just basically have to fly through a swarm and then uh-huh. you'll lose as many ships as you gain. Yes. So, you eventually just hit a point where it's very difficult to um, to Pro- make uh, any progress, you know, to build do, your flock ma- any bigger. To build your flock via destroying other planes. And yep. I, I noticed a couple, um, I think, clever design decisions to try to mitigate that, but I don't think mm. they were able to. This is why I was saying that I think it is an intrinsic problem rather than a a designer problem. Mm. Just that, like, I can see the places where uh, uh, um, Remy DeVoe, you know, tried to work around that, and it seems like it just, you know, can't be worked around. So the first one is when you shoot an enemy plane, uh, they fly, they they sort of, like, explode off to the side. Mm. Uh, So it's trying to, you know, make it so it's you know, it's getting away from the swarm almost like you're not having to fly directly where you shot it, which Mm. it it both makes it so it's away from the swarm and makes it so you're less likely to accidentally shoot it uh, because you're spraying all these bullets. And then the second one is the fact that they fall rather than stay where they are, because that's another way that they are falling away from the action, making it more easy for you to get them. But I just didn't think that was enough. Once you got Mm. to the pink background, it just like, It still was very hard, if not impossible, to be building your swarm via destroying other planes. And so uh, you can see the solution he ended up going with, which is adding these portals, which is a mechanic we haven't really talked about. But after you get to the pink background, eventually when you're, it seems like they're prompted by you having a small enough number of ships. I'm not sure what it is. It's like five or ten, probably closer to five. A portal will just appear nearby. Seems semi-random. Yeah. And then if you fly into the portal, a bunch of ships will come out and refresh your uh, refresh your your, your flock. So I I thought that was uh, interesting and you totally have to play around it because late game, that's the only way you're staying in it. But Mm -hmm. it kind of felt like a uh, it it was going against the spirit of the game. Right. Sure. Suddenly the strategy completely changes. Now the strategy is destroy as many ships as you can. Don't bother trying to pick up uh, new ones, pick up new ones. And then whenever your flock gets low, fly away until a portal appears. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that was the, uh, that was the strategy I had late game. They got me the highest score I ever got. I managed to get to, it has a little letter ranking. It gets you. I got to a plus plus. Nice. And I, I wasn't able to really be, um, refreshing my ships, via the normal route at all um so that's the first contradiction uh mm-hmm. the other contradiction um is uh oh wait i should have written them down i remember i had two uh the other <laughs> one is um wait i'll come back to it okay uh, um but what, what did you think about my description of the the problem with the premise yeah of I, I absolutely agree that uh and even i even had a, a larger or not a larger problem but like sort of another symptom of that problem was that oh i uh, remember what the other contradiction was let me, okay let me sorry let me say it before i forget it before you forget uh, yeah, go it's ahead. another thing that's not always a contradiction because lots of games do it but um i think it's a problem here which is that the the worse you do the harder the game gets and conversely the better you do the easier the game gets sure because as your swarm gets lower you um uh, it becomes more punishing because you can just shoot fewer bullets. So you just like, mm. it becomes harder and harder to clear a path for yourself. Yeah. Uh, and eventually if your swarm is small enough for a late game, you just have to run away. There's no, there's no use shooting trying the to shoot, other yeah. swarms because you will just, it will do nothing. You basically just have to fly away. So you get a portal. Yeah. Um, and then on the flip side, uh, and this can be quite satisfying, but you know, as you build up your swarm, the game gets way easier because you have this huge mass of bullets you can just hail into any, uh, yeah, you know, any enemy swarm in order to make a path for yourself. And mm-hmm. that can be kind of cool because like, yeah. it feels like it's rewarding it looks you. Cool. For, it looks cool. It's kind of like uh, satisfying to be like rewarded for, for doing well, but mm-hmm. it makes it so... Uh, the there's kind of like internal contradictions to the gameplay where it's going to just kind of like fall apart eventually. Yeah. There it's like you're kind of either killing stuff super quick and like, ah, whatever, this isn't a problem or you're like totally uh overwhelmed and yeah, just, just like on scrapping the ropes. to survive. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to address your, your first point, which was about um sort of being in that spot where playing the game the way it, it sort of feels like it's meant to be played. Um, you can't really progress. You're going to lose as many ships as you gain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I actually, I actually found that, uh, to be like that happened so far that, uh, I wasn't even getting those portals coming. I was just like keeping about the same number of ship for a really long time. And those portals (sighs) wouldn't come up. And by the time they did come up, I had so few ships and there were so many enemy ships that I would just lose before I could even get to them. You know, get to them. Yeah. Um, Well, that's, it starts to feel very random, right? Because like when you're in that position, if you're lucky, the portal will just appear right in front of you. Sure. And then you just fly right into it. But if it appears just a little behind you or nearby Mm -hmm. enemy ships, you know, you might just be screwed. Yeah. You're totally screwed. Uh, And, and like, furthermore getting into that, you're totally screwed. I think there's definitely moments where, uh like th- due to the way the ships spawn in sometimes you have no choice but to just fly through a big flock of ships and you're just going <laughs> to lose like half of your yeah. ships or more uh mm. and that and it's like that's kind of a frustrating experience uh when it's when it's out of your hands to a certain extent like yeah th- there is an argument that to be made that like oh well you know a big part of the game is managing your space and uh sort of uh trying to keep that in mind so that it doesn't happen but there were definitely some times where I felt like well now i just can't go anywhere but through a bunch of other ships and i'm gonna lose exactly. like half of my ships and it's gonna be a bad time um yeah um yeah that does get me to something i i was very curious about this game uh-huh. uh, which is how the the ai for your ships and the enemy ships work because mm-hmm. there were some ways in which it was clear that the AI was kind of on your side, and sure. that the the way that the flock behaved was clearly designed to sort of smooth your road. So uh-huh. the most obvious one is uh, if you fly your flock through enemy ships. Uh, I don't know exactly how it works, but sometimes I was noticing my planes avoiding and like they yeah the rat- they like swing around the outside yes, a little, the little bit, swing around the outside, or they kind of dip between two in a very clever way. So it seems mm-hmm. like there's some possibly semi-random way in which uh, if they have the option to fly around an enemy ship uh, they will um and then um the the one that i had a bit more of a question about is the degree to which the enemy ships naturally group up uh-huh. because sometimes it seemed like they were kind of chasing me and when uh-huh. they were chasing me you could kind of force them into a group other yeah. times it seemed like they were just flying off to the side doing yeah whatever And it was like, if there were a lot of ships doing that, then it actually got way, you know, it's it's much harder if they're ignoring you than if they're following you. Yeah, it's harder because, uh, so my, here's my speculation, uh, is that within a certain radius, they follow you. And once you get Mm. out of that radius, they kind of fly randomly. And the deeper you get, the deeper you get into the game, the more you're crossing terrain or, you know, crossing the space quickly because you're just trying to get away from the big group. And then right. you're running into those smaller groups. And as you run into them, they kind of like turn their attention towards you and start coming at you. Right. So it just sort of has this like tack on effect of like, well, I got to get a bit bu- big uh, away from this big group because they're all shooting and I got to get away from those bullets. So I'm going to fly really far <laughs> to the left. And then when I get really far to the left, the guys over there are going to turn and shoot me. So it's like, you know, you're kind of damned if you do damned, if you don't to a certain extent. Uh, and like, I, 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 I definitely understand what you were talking about sort of like the internal contradictions of uh not from a design level but just from like a premise level mm-hmm. uh, and it's I we've been pretty critical of it and you know brought up a lot of specific points but I mean the game, once I got past my initial, like, I don't understand what's going on. This is really frustrating, which I still have one other point I want to get on as to why that was frustrating, but we'll get there later. Um, I did think there was a moment or there was a time where I'm like, was having a lot of fun and like wanting to get better. Uh, and I think that like the frustrations come up because it's like, you know, I want to like it more. Uh, you know? Yeah, totally. Because, because there is some, you know, it is, uh, the premise does have something to yeah it. Th- those uh, those like those moments where you're like kind of kiting around a big group and then you just yeah. turn and like i i would just kind of like fan my mouse in a cone and just like exactly, shoot a yeah, bunch like of bullets kind of spread and then it so you get everyone uh-huh. oh, that and, was and then so just so like satisfying. turn around and like fly and swoop under i'm like that moment feels and looks really cool it does uh, where yeah. you're just like yeah and then you like sweep in and yeah and once it, it, it feels up. like something also which is really big like masterable sure uh, like sure. like you you know the first few times I played that wasn't doing that at all I was constantly uh-huh. losing ships but after I played it for you know 30 minutes an hour uh, I could consistently get to um certainly through the blue point like that was really yeah. easy and even i could get to the pink the dark pink which is 100% pretty uh-huh. consistently and and it was like you know you already said this but the the 20% to the 50% was like the the sweet zone where you like really were um you felt like you you could be in control of the game and you <clears throat> could be like doing really intentional strategic choices and it would pay off yeah and 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 even more so that that sort of uh those moments we described kind of feel like in your mind more like being an air commander than being like yeah an that's ace exactly pilot and what i was fight. thinking like, it feels like, like you know the famous like shots from all those world war ii movies where they uh-huh. zoom in on the the face of the commander and he's like dive and then everyone swoops uh-huh. in together and traumatic music playing yeah it really it, like i felt like evoked that sort of like it feels like you're feeling. flying in formation like you're like yes, all right yeah. we're gonna hit this formation and we're gonna launch a devastating attack and that feels really cool and, and fun and is kind of, you know, a, mm-hmm. a special thing about this game and this premise that you don't get yeah. in other games that are also similarly about dog fighting. uh. But then just to have that be there for only in that sweet spot for a little bit. And then after that, it gets to be a little bit more of like, you know, pure chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a little yeah and that's why i wonder i actually wonder if a better way to put it is not that the premise itself has a certain contradiction but there's a very small window Uh of number of planes in which it works maybe that's sure like sure like a game like this you know once you uh hit a critical mass of planes both your planes and enemy planes it just Mm. uh the mechanics kind of yeah, um, well, bump so against he, each other. Whereas before you hit that point, it's really cool and really works well. Yeah, so that's actually something I was I was thinking about with this game. Is like, I wonder if uh, a larger variety of ships uh, mm. might mitigate a little bit of that problem. Because then instead of having more ships on the screen, you have the same amount of ships, but they're more difficult to take down. Uh because mm. I, I guess I guess maybe I'm just thinking that because in Luftrousers that is what happens. The further you get, you you encounter uh, more ships that are more difficult. They behave differently, they fly faster, they have different weapons, and there are also boats in Luft which there are actually there are airships in this game uh that kind of uh mirror the uh the the ships in Luftrousers, but they don't really come until later. And also I feel like they're kind of overpowered. They just really melt your thing if you get anywhere yeah. close to them yeah um, i found i found with those that i could deal with either the enemy swarms or the big ships if there's one both, big ship yeah, and it's by screwed. itself then you can usually you know you just do a huge stream of bullets then fly around it before it shoots uh-huh. you do it again and you can i was i felt like i could beat them but if, uh-huh. if there were two of them then no way and if there were yeah. two of them and a swarm of enemy ships impossible i just yeah you're five seconds from, from, from death <laughs> yeah 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 i just i do i do think i agree that like it there's a there's a a a narrow window in which this game is like really hitting the sweet spot Mm -hmm. uh and uh there maybe could be some some tweaks made uh to sort of like increase the amount of time uh where you're playing the game where you're in that window right where you're in that sweet spot i guess i guess what i would say is like um uh the i i almost feel like this game was like an experiment in the sense of it's like you know let's see what happens if uh-huh. we if we if we put these mechanics together and uh-huh. i feel like it it discovered something which is the like group based dog fighting game really cool uh-huh. uh, but it also discovered something which is that like group based bullet hell n- less cool <laughs> yeah which you know you know more power i think that's great like i think that's one thing that is really cool about these sort of like um you know single designer games with a small uh, audience is it's kind of like you can you can take a mechanic and just sort of like you know everyone feels like after playing it you feel like you learned something about like game design like oh sure sure these this this is something true about these mechanics that now i know you know works and doesn't work yeah yeah Um, there is one other, uh, kind of criticism I wanted to have, uh, to bring up with this game, which is that I felt like it's got some problems with feedback, uh, not getting enough or the information Mm -hmm. coming into the player to help you make decisions like aren't quite clear enough. I talked about, uh, sort of the visual issues I had, but I also felt like, uh, sound wise and, uh, like sort of effects wise, the the big one I had is I can't tell when my ships are blowing up versus okay, enemy ships are blowing I mean, up. That's so I'm so glad you said that. That was literally uh-huh. the exact same thing yeah. I had about the sound, which is that early on I thought I could. It was making a different sound, and I could start to get a feel for it. But then I realized I had no idea what what was blowing up, and so sometimes you would fly through a flock of enemy ships and it it would kind of look like you're doing really well and you destroyed a bunch of them uh-huh. and then you get to the other end and you're like oh half my oh, flock i have 5 ships left Bummer. what the hell happened <laughs> yeah yeah i yeah. felt like they're i think like ship acquisition uh like getting the destroyed ships and uh blowing up your own ships versus blowing up enemy ships and also blowing up like uh the down ships that are in the state that you can reclaim them i think like it would it would be a a, little, a lot easier to understand what's happening moment to moment and sort of like mitigate the chaos if it was really clear when different things were happening based on audio and visuals as well. I think uh, uh, the that both fronts uh, could use a little work. But I found the audio was a thing that really frustrated me. It's just like I'm just hearing explosion noises and it's like part of you. It's like there, there are those moments when you have to fly through a group of enemy ships. So Mm -hmm. like, you kind of like, all right, here we go. I'm going to shoot a bunch and then I'm going to boost through. And it's like, you hear the explosion sounds. And especially once there are like, you know, hundreds of enemies and there's a bunch of projectiles, the game starts running a lot slower. So it's kind of like, Oh, I'm getting them. I'm doing it. It's running slow, but things are (laughs) happening. And then you get on the other side, you have five ships left. You're like, "Uh, I'm dead. What I thought was happening was not what was happening. Yeah. I am, I have a similar, uh, point about the, the boat ships or I don't even know what they are. The, the big enemy ships. The airships. Yeah. Um, the airships, when you shoot them, they f- blink white, uh, mm-hmm. to indicate that you've hit them and that when you kill them, they constantly blink white. So mm. the problem is, uh, if, <laughs> if you're, shooting, you're shooting at them a lot, you can't tell Shooting when... at them a lot. You can't tell if you've killed them or if you're just hitting them a lot. And uh-huh. I felt like that was a really big problem with, um, the strategy for fighting them because you need you really need to shoot and then run away as soon as your business is done. So uh I yeah I would have like like literally just blinking red or something would have been perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I mean honestly I even almost think that like numbers of how many ships you have and how many ships the enemy has would also just help and that you can see like in "Ah, the corner of the screen. Yeah. I'm reducing their numbers or ah my numbers are reducing drastically. I need to change my tactics. Yeah. yeah, I just think that like there's just little things that uh like little bits of feedback that uh may not seem like they would give make that much difference but in culmination mm-hmm. it just makes it so that uh without having the player having to like really consciously think about it they understand what's happening on the screen uh mm-hmm. and can react to it accordingly um I think yeah. I think it's one of those things that's like hard to get right and especially in like the really small games that we play um uh, it's it's less common to see them like really honed to that point where like the well the yeah just because there's no no time or money for playtesters right? exactly right That's so the- y- it's like <laughs> I, I, it's not uh it's not understand uh it's very understandable that uh you know it's yeah, exactly. it doesn't happen all the time but I think I think uh it's something that maybe like younger or less experienced designers like take for granted a little bit it's just like how important the player understanding what's going on is Mm -hmm. uh even even if it doesn't have to do like explicitly with their uh their inputs to the game like kind of the state of the the game world uh there's just there's a lot of information especially in a game like this where there's just so many things on the screen that like knowing exactly what's going on is is pretty important to being able to react to what's going on um Mm -hmm. so yeah it was it was something that i feel like a few improvements could, uh, or a few changes could definitely like make the, uh, especially like getting up to speed with the game and getting to the point where you're actually like in the harder phase of the game. Uh, uh, it could make it a little smoother, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I do think this is so sort of this discussion is, uh, related to why I, I, I do think that the word bullet hell is a useful word, even if, Like maybe mechanically it's not quite bullet hell. I do think Uh the, the sort of like maybe emotional or feeling of bullet hell uh, is something that this game was going for just in the sense that it is, it it feels like the premise was supposed to be like uh, eventually you will be overwhelmed uh, sensorily and mechanically. Uh Um, And that's the, uh, the, the sort of bullet hell thing that I think it, it borrows. Um, Sure. And maybe, maybe, one thing that this game has discovered is just that the that's the part of uh, like group dogfighting fighting that doesn't work like as soon as it becomes bullet hell,y then it uh, you know you it's just hard to play uh, yeah yeah because kind of the thing about bullet hell is it's not about shooting the enemies it's about making sure you don't get blown up uh, exactly. and but when the do- premise of the game is some of your ships will get blown up uh-huh. it's, uh, really yeah it makes too. it a little bit little bit trickier to balance but i mean overall i think uh i, I came out uh wanting to play more of this game uh yeah, me too. and uh i'm thinking it has like a, a lot of uh promise i know it's yeah. like <laughs> three years old at this point so yeah uh, it's true. i don't know the like yeah, i, mean, I for know all we know it, there might already be a sequel I, I think it's um it's uh we're funny how much uh sort of like uh critique we had even though it was like we both ended up having fun with this game because i think there is something um it it is because there was something like really interesting at the core of it that Mm. is why it's like okay it it, it like provokes you to think about why the parts that don't work don't work because it's interesting why they don't work yeah yeah for sure um i did have one final thing i wanted to say about this game which is uh just shout out a little funny thing that uh he did which is that uh so you get a little um a, uh, so you get, I mentioned you get a letter grade depending on how high your score is and how far into the game you get it will also give you a little like like comment so if you get an F it'll say you have to start somewhere if you get a B it says not bad if you get an A then it starts saying things like um, so you get an A it says are you going to try for an S you get an A plus it says wow the S is almost within reach you get an A plus plus it says um, you're getting close to the S now or something like that and I realize it's just, it's toying with you, uh, just cause getting an S is almost impossible. Uh, so I thought that was funny. Um, it is possible. I found a video of someone getting S, but if you do, uh, first of all, it requires an insane score. Uh, you have to, I think you have to break 200,000 and oh boy, I, I after a hundred thousand, I felt like it was almost impossible to, <laughs> to do anything.
1: Uh-huh. And,
0: and then, so in the video I saw of someone getting it, <laughs> the, the little, um, prompt says wow you actually did it I didn't think it was possible send me a screenshot on Twitter nice uh, <laughs> so yeah that was a, a, a little um, a bit of trolling from the developer sure sure uh, yeah nice well uh, with that I didn't have any other comments so if that was your your final thing uh, we can go ahead and tell the people about our game next week which is not a game at all but uh, an, uh, a night of awards and, and stars and champagne uh, that's right. and oh wait that's right everyone it's it's the time for the edgies actually it's kind of past the time for the edgies but uh we it's been an incredibly busy summer i moved yeah. across the country pandemic you know that's been happening so yeah. uh so time we, time, we time we has a little uh, lost its our, meaning our edgy planning but we uh we're gonna do it next week so uh this will be the third annual edgies those of a uh, long-time listeners of the podcast will know that basically we we review the games that we played uh, for the podcast from the previous year. So about 50 games. And then we, um, we will come up with some categories. Uh, they're di- a little bit different every year. Um, and then we'll, we'll choose, uh, who gets each award category, uh, category. Yeah, the games so, play. so we'll come in with, with three options for each category and we'll kind of litigate live on the show, mm-hmm. uh, what our picks are and kind of try and come to a consensus and, and award them that yeah, way. Unlike so. the Oscars, this isn't a closed envelope, mysterious process no, that you don't no. you don't know how it works. This is uh yeah. Jordan and Blake arguing live. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and also <laughs> no, the only uh, fair system. we don't we don't have any weird arbitrary rules about what games are eligible. Anything we played for this podcast since we recorded the last edgies is yeah. up for grabs, including and the in game f- we played this week, which is three years old. So Yes, that's know. true. And also there is no uh, rule to the categories we will come up with Uh (laughs) uh-huh that's right we usually we'll usually have a couple from the previous year but there will Uh be new ones so yeah Uh, so yeah that's what we'll be doing next week so if you want to uh hear that um uh tune in next time we will send out an update on our twitter uh so follow us on twitter at edgeguardcast we tweet out all our new episodes uh links to the game we play um we usually uh for the edgies we'll tweet out links to the games that won Um, so if you want to get those kinds of updates, we'd love to love to have you follow us there. Um, and then if you have recommendations for games, you think uh, we might like to play? We also like those kinds of recommendations too. So follow us on Twitter at edgeguardcast third annual edgies next week. We will talk to you then.